Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your Money in the Bank post-show. I am your host, Scott, and what a show we had last night, folks. Everything steamrolling in the right direction until the bitter end. We'll cover that momentarily. Um, a lot of people didn't know what to, how to feel about this show going in, and... I've always been a fan of Money in the Bank. Uh, I consider it one of the top, uh, one of the the big five, uh, along with obviously WrestleMania, um, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, and upcoming at the end of this month, SummerSlam. So these shows, when done correctly, can be the catalyst for superstars to get that next jump uh, to that next level. And I feel like tonight or last night, we definitely got that with uh, two competitors. And we'll talk about that now that we're going to go through the card. So our opening contest last night was for the women's money in the bank contract. We had uh, Alexa Bliss, uh, Asuka, Becky Lynch, Lacey Evans, Raquel Rodriguez, Shotzi and Liv Morgan. Lots of ridiculousness in this match. A lot of people were kind of down on it only because they said it was a very sloppy match, but people have to remember it's a ladder match. It's an inanimate object. It's not going to respond the way you want it to. Were there mistakes made? Absolutely. These things will happen. Nobody should ever expect a perfectly crisp match because we're dealing with humans and we're dealing with inanimate objects. Things are going to go wrong. It's going to happen. It was still a really good match. And surprisingly, it only lasted a little over 16 minutes. And I feel I felt like this match lasted a lot longer than it did. Um, but the, the crowd was very happy to kick off this show because Liv Morgan gets the win and is your new Miss Money in the Bank she knocked off Becky Lynch at the very tail end of this match as Becky was seemingly all by herself at the top of the ladder. And Becky proceeded to have an absolute meltdown after this match happened. And it was, it was fantastic storytelling. It's just Becky thought she was on her way up after having such a, a downtrodden, you know, time after WrestleMania. And she thought that this was the next step qualifying for money in the bank that she'd win it she'd win the title back and she'd be right back in the picture but Liv taking the contract away from her at the last minute absolutely fantastic really really thoroughly enjoyed this match uh, I don't care what people say um, I was very happy uh, that Liv finally after last year's heartbreaking loss in money in the bank she's able to get it done this year and well we got more to talk about with comes to live a little bit later in the show up next we had our singles match for the united states championship bobby lashley taking on theory now i could have being in vegas i would have bet the house that theory would have won this match via some shenanigans or something to screw bobby out but lo and behold the bigger plans obviously for mr theory as bobby gets the clean victory in a tad over 11 minutes with that hurt lock Theory submits Bobby Lashley is now your three-time United States champion. 
After that, we moved right into the Raw Women's Championship match as Bianca Belair successfully defended her title against Carmella. Match lasted a little over seven minutes. Carmella doing the best she can, uh, but Bianca's just too much. Uh, Carmella did attack Bianca, though, after this match, prompting a bunch of people, myself included, wondering, is this Liv's time? Will she cash in? But she doesn't. No sounds, no nothing. So I was thinking to myself, maybe, just maybe, we're actually going to have a women's money in the bank that's going to last more than a few hours. Uh, after that, for me personally, I believe this was the match of the night. It was for the Undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships as the Usos took on the Street Profits. Now, this match for me solidified the Street Profits as the number three best tag team in the company. Um, it's tough to move New Day out of the top two spots. Uh, this match was just beyond beautiful. Uh, the Usos finally able at the very end, 23 minutes on the dot, to get the win to retain their titles, but the near falls towards the end of this match were spectacular. I was jumping off my couch multiple times thinking that this match was going to be over both ways. Um, it's just, it, yeah, it really, really pulled you in and it was fantastic. Loved this match. Thought it was really, really good. After that, we got some interesting news. There was a new, there was a vignette that was released of what looks like a return or a debut of somebody. But the way it was done, it gave off a lot of Bray Wyatt vibes, which sent the internet into a frenzy, myself included. But after watching it back, there was a lot of Attitude Era remnants in it. There was images of the Hardys armbands from Jeff, the Dudley's glasses, there was gold medals, and there was a Texas um, license plate that's the Latino heat on it. So a lot of people started to speculate that this is probably a vignette for Edge's return, something about him going back to the past to go to the future type of thing. And while I think a return for Edge obviously is in the coming after what happened to him with Judgment Day, I think it's really cool. I just, I miss, I miss Bray Wyatt a lot. Um, and the fact that just the beginning of it showing like a swampy area and the, the little light that he had, it just, it, it gave off those vibes. And part of me really hoped, you know, that it might've been Bray, but I think more than likely it's edge still cool. Like I said, but it's, I really, really want something to be done with Bray Wyatt somewhere, no matter where. Uh, but after that, we moved on to the SmackDown Women's Championship match as Ronda Rousey took on Natalia. Uh, a good belt. Unfortunately, since the vignette had happened right before, I'll be completely honest, I barely paid attention to this match uh, because I was just trying to find out everything I possibly could about this vignette. People talking, having conversations on Twitter and whatnot. Um, from what I did catch of this match, it was it was good. Uh, it was what I expected it to be. I actually did go back and watch it again afterwards. Um, so it was it was good. 
Uh, it was what I expected between Rousey and Natalia. It's a good match between friends. They did a good job with this. Counters after counters after counters of moves. And Ronda at the very end was able to get Natalia to submit and retain her title. The only problem with that was that Ronda was not really able to stand up after the match. And of course, my brain was kind of thinking about, well, huh, I wonder if Liv would cash in. I'm like, well, that's SmackDown title. She's on Raw. Could be interesting to see what happens. But lo and behold, Liv's music hits. She books it down the ramp, gives the ref the Money in the Bank ladder match contract and says, I want my title shot right now. And of course, the bell rings. And what happens? Ronda slaps Liv right into an ankle lock and the immediate panic set in between myself and the internet that Liv was going to be the first woman to fail to uh, to uh, cash in successfully. It's an 85% chance as of right now, or as of before that, obviously Liv was able to finally get out of the ankle lock, roll up Ronda, get the one, two, three, and become the new SmackDown Women's Champion her first title in all of WWE, including NXT, a wonderful moment. Truly, truly, you could see all the emotions. It's just, it's just great. Um, I'm really happy that Liv finally got her moment. Uh, the crowd's been behind her for so long. They've put her through, WWE has put her through so much um, with like her pushes being, you know, stopped and started up again and stopped and getting her title shots and losing in a tragic fashion. And then to, and then last night happens and she finally is able to capitalize and get the championship. So I can't wait to see what she does with this. Uh, rumors are it's probably going to be her and Rousey at SummerSlam, which I think is great. I hope Liv retains, no offense to Ronda, but I want Liv to have more than you know three weeks worth of being a champion uh after that we had our main event of the night the longest match of the night over a little over 25 minutes it was the men's money in the bank ladder match but before the match started adam pierce came out stated that he you know wanted to one up the you know the current status of the men's match so he said that they would be adding yet another man to this match and i'm thinking to myself oh who could this be this could be a lot of fun of course i wasn't thinking straight they added theory naturally mr man's mr mcmahon's protege added to this match starting to move him up the card a lot faster than personally i think he should be moving uh i just have this bad feeling that we're gonna have ourselves a little force feed yet again like they tried to do with cena and like they tried to do with roman um back in the mid 2010s but theory added to this match a lot of great moments in it but as you can probably tell theory gets the win here he is your new mr money in the bank obviously with roman and brock at SummerSlam and a no man last man standing match this could be theory's time to shine um personally i hope theory fails in his chance to become champion because I want Roman to hold on to that title until WrestleMania 40. I already I have this plan in my head of how I think it would be a perfect way for him to do it, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But overall, like I said, this show wasn't A. 
even if I don't agree with theory being your Mr. Money in the Bank, I still feel like this show delivered on every single way. The story with Liv Morgan was just perfect. Um, so I look to see what happens going forward. Monday should be interesting with Raw. And then, of course, like I said, with SummerSlam at the end of the month, we'll see. So, guys, thank you so much for listening once again. Uh, we will be back with the NXT narrative for the Great American Bash. Uh, Raw Review and SmackDown Study will go back on hiatus since, like I said, when I first came back, that we will only be covering go-home shows uh, for the major pay-per-views for WWE. So we'll, we will be back the weekend of SummerSlam. We'll talk about it. We'll get stuff going. But the weekly reviews will start coming out as of next week. So what the, the, the plan is, every Saturday now, I will be doing a a full recap of everything WWE for raw for NXT and for SmackDown since NXT will be having its own show next week because of the great American bash. I'll just cover raw and SmackDown, but the following week we'll cover the whole show, uh, the all three shows. So that way you guys can get everything in one file swoop, but guys, thank you so much. If you don't already, don't already, please follow us on Twitter at above the ring. You can find us on Facebook at ship it above the ring. On Instagram as underscore above the ring and on YouTube as above the ring. You can find myself pretty much everywhere as Scotty J stream. And you can find this podcast on basically every podcasting platform that is out there. If you're listening on one that we're not a part of, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. Or you can do all your one-stop shopping and add a little bit to your day. Money in the Bank has come and gone. This has been your post show. Guys, thank you. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Enjoy your 4th of July if you celebrate. And most importantly, do not forget to ship it and join the Bedlam. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.